Welcome to Face Your Faith. We hope this topic study will help you grow deeply in your relationship with God, to be fearless in your faith, and to present others the Word of God in freedom and in peace. Our topic today, Christmas is over. Wasn't it great? And I hope each of you had a nice time with family and friends. You know, the family you love to hate and hate to love, and that family you can't wait to send back home, or the family you can't wait to leave, and you get back home. Christmas is sometimes really exhausting, and it feels so good just to be done, even though it was fun and nice. It's also something that you can only take so much of before the lights and the decorations and the music simply become too much. And by now, the weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth over unexpected, unwanted gifts has for the most part come to an end, and returns and exchanges have been made, and the Amazon gift cards have probably already been spent. And so it is, Christmas is officially over with just the decorations that must get taken down and put away before the new year, and then life will be back to normal until next year. But before we can finally put our feet up and really get back to normal, we just need to get through New Year's with still some more parties and our list of resolutions that we are going to for sure accomplish this time and check off in 2022. Oh, so much exhausting fun. And I think most everyone who is listening to this can fully relate to everything I have just said, right? It's also such a demanding time of year with everything having to be perfect for everyone to be impressed. The food, the tree, all the other decorations, the house, the attitudes, just everything. And some of us feel we really pulled off an amazing Christmas all the way around, and we feel very accomplished. Because some of us are just so good at making Christmas feel just like Christmas is supposed to. But that is certainly enough reflecting on what's over. What next? Back to work, school, life, right? Ugh. This commentary is, however, exceptionally pathetic and very, very sad. How tragic, in fact, is all this? How on earth do we have the audacity to live any of this out in front of God? Who do we think we are to declare this celebration over and that we somehow did it? The only accurate thing about this dialogue is that we are going to follow through on declaring it over. Moving back to our normal existence, our normal lives until we revive, resuscitate, or perhaps better yet, resurrect Christmas again in 12 months. Could it be that believers and the world are putting Jesus back in the grave for safekeeping until at least Easter? Even then, we only let him out briefly to once again have a party with more friends and family and decorating and have Jesus walk hand in hand with the Easter bunny. But by the end of Easter, we need to pack Jesus back up with the flowers and baskets and colored eggs and oh so much candy. You know, it's really all about the kids. After all, we want to make sure our tradition of bringing Jesus out for our parties and celebrations doesn't get watered down or slip away. Yes, here I go again, back to being a Hallmark holiday spoiler. First I rail on Christmas, and now I'm ruining Easter, and we haven't even gotten there yet. And I'm sure some of you are thinking, if we aren't even at Easter yet, and we are hearing this now, the Easter message is going to be gruesome. Don't worry, it will be. I truly hope, however, all kidding aside, that you don't feel any of this is negative. 
As we discussed in last week's message, the word Christmas is never and has never been mentioned in the Bible, and the word Christmas didn't appear until about 1040. Regardless, the word Christmas is a combined word of Christ Mass, originally Christus Mace. So then what does Christus Mass mean? Let's take a quick look. The first part of the word Christus, Christ, originally Christ, from the Greek word Christos, which comes from the Hebrew word Messiah, which literally means anointed. And we see in Daniel that this anointed one would indeed come. Daniel 9.25 says, Know and understand this, from the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, until the anointed one, the ruler, comes. And who is this anointed? Jesus the Christ, who is the Son of God, yet fully God and fully man, God showing himself to us in the likeness of us, so that we would have the opportunity to see him face to face, so that we might believe and trust in him through faith alone, as a Savior to receive eternal life in heaven and eternally in his presence. Next, we move on to the word mace or mass. And the definition of Mass is from Latin, meaning the celebration of the Eucharist. And what is the Eucharist? It is more commonly known as the Lord's Supper or Communion. And Communion is to be a solemn, sobering reminder of the Lord's Supper, His death, all in tandem with the celebration and remembrance of the awesome gift of Jesus' resurrection, which covered over our sins with His blood, that was shed for all who believe without question. Isn't this incredible? This one word, Christmas, takes on a full journey of the life of Jesus, birth to death, and not just a singular moment or event. Christmas truly represents the whole of Christ, the whole of God. So what does all this tell us of the real definition, meaning of Christmas? It tells us directly that Christmas is the acknowledgement of the Messiah, his purpose and his life through the celebration of communion. But that doesn't sound like any fun, because that sounds like what we do on Good Friday and Easter. Correct, because we have made a full circle. God never asked us to celebrate his birth, let alone one day a year. He did request of us, however, to celebrate his death, resurrection, and return, Christ Mass, and to do this often. What's our evidence? 1 Corinthians 11, 24, 26. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Notice it does not say, this is my baby body, which is for you. Celebrate my birth in remembrance of me. Think of it this way. The physical birth and the moment of birth was not the answer and the solution to the problem of sin. That was just the beginning, the catalyst that was used by God to do what had to be done. It was only the death and resurrection of the man that stamped out eternal death for those who acknowledged this as truth. And this is Christmas. 
Easter, and more importantly, this is every single day in the life of a believer who claims to be a Christian. And what is the definition of a Christian? It is a Christ follower. So how do we put Christmas away? Christ Mass. And just how do we pack up the celebration of a Savior? Let's look at this from a different angle. When I get a gift I really like, I don't put it away once I get it. In fact, I show it to as many people as I can. I leave it out. I use it. I keep it safe, clean, and admire it regularly. Yet how many of us are half as dedicated to living out the daily celebration in communion with our Lord and Savior? Ask yourself, how am I celebrating, admiring, sharing, and showing my gift of salvation to the world, remembering that every day is Christ Mass? Christmas is certainly not over. It is absolutely not done. It is not finished until next year. Christmas is not considered a word with a definition. It is our God, our Messiah, the Anointed One, our gift from the Father. It is a lifestyle, an existence that is eternal through faith in Jesus Christ. So how much time and effort and energy did you pour into these past few weeks? How much stress were you under? And perhaps a better question, how much stress was everyone else under because you were stressed out? How magical and perfect were you trying to make it? And try this question on for size. Did it turn out perfect? And I know the answer is an emphatic no. So what were we attempting to do anyway, considering there is nothing perfect other than the one whom we are to celebrate, honor, and adore? So where do we go from here? What's next? Do we leave the Christmas decorations up all year, never celebrate Christmas again, never decorate again, just sit in our living room dressed in sackcloth and ashes with depressed, somber faces all year? I don't think that sounds God-honoring either. Understand, this has nothing to do with decorating or not decorating. This has nothing to do with seeing or not seeing family and friends and feasting and Christmas music. This is only to get us to think and think deeply to challenge our faith about what we are doing and why we are really doing it. First, are we living a truly authentic life in Christ, Christos, our Messiah, the Anointed One, the gift to us from God, our Savior? Second, what does every day of the year look like to us in the light of this amazing, everlasting, ever-giving, unspeakable gift? Are we showing this gift we have received through faith in Christ to everyone we meet and everyone we love and letting them know where we got it? Many of us that received gifts this year for just about any occasion will eventually be asked by someone, most likely, where did you get that? And most often we will be so excited that someone noticed what we got and we are often very proud to tell others where we got it from and all too often let them know just how much it cost, whether it was expensive or a real bargain. So ask yourself, when was the last time you got this excited about wearing what God gave you? And when someone comes up to you and says, where did you get that? That you had an exciting, happy, overjoyed response for them. That this gift that they just asked about was from your Savior. When did you tell them where they can also get the same gift you got? And that they can get this gift at no cost any day of the year, even if it's not a holiday or their birthday. They can get this gift in a split second just by asking for it. 
I hope it is clear that God desires nothing more from us than to remember what he did for us, how he did it, and why he did it. This is what we need to celebrate every day, all year, and be prepared to tell the world about it. And I think this is a great segue to ground all of this in God's Word. So let's take a look at Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And we have here our first directive of what a true God-honoring celebration looks like. And when we follow His guidance, we get the most amazing gift, a gift no one else in the universe can give us. Not only that, it is a lasting, imperishable gift. Notice, no mention of delight yourselves in each other and your ideas, and you will get the desires of your heart. So the question is, how have you been doing this month in delighting yourself in the Lord? Or have you been too busy, stressed, and exhausted making it all perfect? Let's continue. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Here we are again. It's about me, God, all about me, God, not a holiday supposedly designed to make you temporarily happy about me. Again, another amazing gift, the promise that by seeking with all our hearts, we will find him. So how many of us have truly spent most of our time seeking God to find him this Christmas with all our hearts? Moving on, Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. I know for a fact I did more hungering and thirsting for the delicious food and drink this Christmas than I did hungering and thirsting for true righteousness. Funny thing is, after eating copious amounts of food for several weeks, I was only satisfied for a short amount of time and then I needed, no, that's not true, I wanted and craved still more. But we see from our message in Matthew that when we hunger and thirst after God, we will be satisfied. Yet again, another amazing promise that fills us up completely where we lack nothing. Continuing with Proverbs 2, 3 through 5. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Wow, that's truly amazing. How much time did you spend researching and attempting to gain insight and asking questions of specialists and salespeople this season to make sure you got the perfect gift? Some of us have sought gifts this year like we were seeking precious metal and searching for them like a treasure chest. Yet most of us in all that work did not come one step closer to understanding anything about our God. Still, some of us decorated with the same fortitude and cooked meals and catered to family and friends as if we were catering to silver and treasure to make sure it all looked and came out perfectly. I know for me, I love cooking and I can spend hours, days, weeks researching recipes just to be sure the dish I prepare is flawless and everyone just goes crazy over my food. However, in preparing this message, I am realizing more than I have before that I am so much more likely to pour into seeking and studying my hobby as though I were seeking silver and treasure than I give to seeking the understanding of God in a deeper way in order to receive the knowledge of God He promises. In closing, Psalm 119.10, With my whole heart I seek you. 
Let me not wander from your commandments. Let's live now to next Christmas following what God expects of us, not what we want God to expect from us or what we expect from God. And that is how I need to live every single day of my life, with every day looking the same, seeking God, raising my voice to Him for guidance, and receiving the fullness and blessing of His commandments. And with that ambitious attitude toward God, I will receive amazing gifts every day of the year. Let's pray. Gracious and most merciful Father, we come to you seeking your guidance, your love, your expectations of our lives. Help us to focus on you, not our desires or wants, our ideas on what we think makes you happy with us. Please encourage us, guide us to live out our lives in full recognition of you and allow others to see you fully through us at all times and in all things. We now ask all of this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you are joining us by podcast, please visit our website at faceyourfaith.com for more information and resources. And until next year, stay focused on the Lord and His purpose and perfect plan for you. Happy New Year.